Listener, please take a moment and join us as we journey into the life-changing Word of God, coming from the Bridge Network. This message will equip you with practical solutions for everyday living, resulting in an excellent and outstanding life. You're welcome to the Bridge Network. The Bridge Network. Experience the Kingdom. Because I don't talk about productive work, I felt if I don't talk about work in a general sense, I wouldn't have helped anybody. So I want to start with work in the first service, because work is responsibility. And that's why you see, what, what does the Bible say about work? I like this particular thing. It says, uh, work hard, play hard, and do what? Pray hard. Now, very interestingly, you'd be surprised that the opening passage of the Bible, there's a lot of myth about work, you know, and this is... Christian, Christian doctrination. You will walk like a rat and eat like an elephant. You all know how my opinion about that. You know what I mean. You know, uh, you must my opinion about that. That this is a myth that we have about work. We think work is something. We think that work is something that is negative. And I, and I, I want to use this first service to clarify that work is not negative. You say why, ladies and gentlemen? You know, in the very opening passage of the Bible, the first person to work is who? God. The Bible says he walked for how many days? Six days and he rested for one day. Now, let me put it this way. You don't deserve to rest if you don't walk. You don't deserve to rest if you don't walk. Some of us are looking for rest without walking. And we will never get it. Because the creator himself... The one through whom, in whom everything has its being, walks. Look, this is common. We, we know this. This is common. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was a form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the veil. The Spirit of God was hovering. He said, let there be light. And there was light, you know, and all that, you know. And he saw that the light, it was good. And he divided the light from the darkness. He called the night day. And the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning was the first day. And he said, let the farmer, he's walking. You see it? He's walking. He's walking. Look at what he does next. And first made the farmer, divided the waters under the farmer. This is walk. Are you there? And it was so. And he called the farmer, heaven, and in the evening and the morning was the second day. And then God said, the third day, he said, let the waters under the earth be gathered together in one place, let the dry land appear. He's walking. Now somebody said, are those six literal days? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> when I get to heaven, I'll find out. That's not important. The important thing, he walked. Am I making sense? All right? And he called the dry land earth and gathered together the waters. He called them seas. And the Lord said, let the earth bring forth grass. You know, when he says, let the earth bring forth grass, do you think he had a picture in his mind? When he said, let this come out, do you think he, 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 there was some effort in creating it? I don't know. I'm an architect by profession. Buildings don't just show up. We have to design them. We have to, we have to, if whatever we don't put in the foundation, we can't put afterwards. We can't change our mind and say, you know, okay, let's build a two-story building. And they say, ah, no, 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 bricklayer, Jack and Shane 3. I must have finished everything in my head before I start. So in other words, when God is creating here, a lot of work has gone into it. Are you here? Praise the Lord. So in the evening and the morning were the third day and let there be lights and famine to divide the day and the sea. And I don't want to read all that, but you're getting the point. There was work going on. Now, this is the point I'm trying to make here. Therefore, legitimate work reflects the activity of God. Because God is inherently good, work is also inherently good. Work is not something we run away from. It's not something we fight now, doing the wrong kind of work or doing work you don't like, yes, I agree, that can be tough. But work in itself is not a bad thing. Are we here? I'm going to talk about productive work. I'm not just talking about work generally. We're going to do more about that later on. But look at this, all right? Look at what he says in Ephesians chapter 5, 4 verse 25. He actually uses, he actually uses a very funny statement. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. But look at what he says. Therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. And give no place to the devil. Let him who stole 
Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, walking with his hands. This is in the Bible for a New Testament scholar telling you, walk. God even called his work good. God assessed his work, looked at it and said, what I did was good. If I ask you to look back at your work for the last one year, would you say it's good? This is like a foreign concept. You can see how quiet church is this morning. This is like a foreign concept. And the idea that I'm talking about a work in church is like, where's grace? I mean, it's like, that's what everybody, where's grace? How can I come to church and they'll be talking about work? Then your father walks. All right. I know you don't agree with me. But by this example, we look at work should be productive. Work should be productive. Look, I I won't lie to you. I came to work one day in this place, and from 8 o'clock till 5 p.m., I had visitors with all sorts of challenges in their lives. Eight till five. I talked for three hours to one group, two hours to another, counseled for another two hours. And when I finished, I, I, I sat down and said to myself, what have I done today? Now, to the people that I worked with, I produced. Am I making sense? Don't misunderstand me. But for me, I didn't produce anything. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, God is not mocked. I use another way. God is not deceived. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. All right? Let's go on. The reward for work is the honor of satisfaction that comes from a job well done. Why do we run away from work in this country? You know, there's this guy, uh, I forgot his name. He was very popular many years ago. He used to write all these books that used to have all these slangs about uh, 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 it's not your attitude that determines your attitude, your attitude. You know, that, that guy, I can't remember his name. One very popular guy like this. If you remember, if you remember his name. Huh? No, it was an American. A robot okay. Huh? Huh? Mike Murdoch, yes. Very popular guy. But Mike, Mike said... When he was younger, Mike could talk you into the ground. Mike could literally talk you into the ground when he was younger. People used to run away from Mike. When they see Mike coming, they don't want to see Mike. So Mike decided that I wasn't going to talk again. So Mike prayed and said, God, I don't want to talk. People are getting running away from me. So Mike stopped talking for about three or four days. On the fourth day, Mike ran to his mother and said, Mommy, I have to talk! And his mother said, what happened? What did you do? His mother said, I told God I wasn't going to talk anymore and the last four days I've not been talking. Now I must talk or else I will go mad. And the mother said to him, son, you prayed the wrong prayer. Why don't you pray that people will want to listen to what you're talking about? You see, there, there are things about you that people are telling you they don't like and you cannot change. <laughs> I don't know if you got my point. Yeah, there's a guy in our choir who, he's just a, I don't know, he just gets involved in issues. I mean, he wants to solve them and all that. And other people feel he is aggressive, you know what I mean. And they say, ah, they don't like him because he's always asking questions, always challenging the status quo and so on and so forth. And so he said to me one day, Pastor, I'm not going to do it anymore. I said, you can't. It's in your nature. You've got to ask God to help you You know what I mean? To use it in a positive way. I don't know if you get the point I'm making. You see, some of you, you're not going to change. And this is the same thing about work. There are some things God has already that you're going to work. The only thing you can pray is that you should work in a field that you like doing. But to run away from work is the biggest lie of all time. I worked till 2.30 a.m. this morning. 2.30 and I was out of my house this morning at 6 o'clock. Was it punishment? No. All right, let's go on. Psalm 19. Very interesting scripture. Through natural revelation, God's existence is made known to every person 
in the world. By the works of God's hand, the world recognizes who he is. Look at what scripture says. It says, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech. Night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Ladies and gentlemen, your work is what people see. Or your lack thereof. Even God shows who he is by what he does. How much more you? Work reveals something about the one that is doing the work. It exposes the underlying character, motivation, skills, abilities, and personal traits. You know, somebody told me this many years ago. If you want to do anything in church, find the busiest person in church and give it to him. Ah, that breaks all the rules. He says, find the busiest person. He says, listen, if you want something done in church, don't look for that person who says, Pastor, I'm free. The reason why he's why he's free is because he doesn't work. Find the person who is already hard working. He will do your job with the same zeal. Now remember in Timothy he makes this interesting statement. He says um, that which you have heard of me commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach. Now I don't know about you but once a professor or somebody with a PhD comes to church you automatically assume he can teach. Am I right? But he said, commit thou to faithful men who will be able. He didn't say commit thou to able men who will be faithful. We assume that because you have ability, you have your faithful. No. God puts character above your skill. Because anybody who is faithful can learn. Can acquire skill. But somebody who has skill, there's no guarantee you become faithful. I don't know if you get my point. God is wise. I used to do that. We'll see the professors in church. Ah, professor, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And nothing worked. God says, no. Look for that faithful person. That one that comes on time. Who always does whatever you tell him to do. That's the safest person to invest in. Not the one that will say, I have PhD. I have MBA. That's why if he has a Nigerian one. Sorry now. Jesus said, no bad fruit can produce, no bad tree can produce good fruit. You know, there's some statement God makes that you cannot break. Forget it. You're wasting your time. You can't break it. Do whatever you like. Look at that. In Isaiah 43, verse 7, I don't want to turn there, indicates that God created man for his glory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it tells us that whatever we do, I used to have this girlfriend, I hope you're not going to go and take me literally on this. I used to have this girlfriend that one day we were, I mean, we were in scripture pastor and I not my wife. All of you interested. Look at all their ears stretching out. So one day I said, can we kiss? And she said, well, the Bible says, whatever you can do, do to the glory of God. Tell you if we can, can we kiss to the glory of God? <laughs> no, come on, can you kiss to the glory of God? At least here. <laughs> and when you kiss, no part of your body will respond except the glory of God. But, but that, was, that was a wonderful way to live your life. Whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Huh? Can I lie to the glory of God? Can I cheat somebody else to the glory of God? The term glory means to give an accurate representation. Therefore, work done by Christians should give the world an accurate picture of God in righteousness, faithfulness, and excellence. Because God created man in his image with characteristics like him. Do you think when Jesus as a carpenter made furniture, he didn't make it on time? You think he was wobbling when he delivered it? Did he forget to polish it and say that because he never? There's a Christian, never generator of Shisha, I deliver it next week. Why, why do we just choose the aspect of Jesus we like? The lover of my soul, but you didn't see him as a carpenter. And yet he was that for 30 years. You think his furniture was wobbling when he did it? Yeah. 
That's why I like the movie Passion of the Christ. It was one of the best depictions of Jesus that I ever saw. He was showing his mother a table and the mother said, this will never sell. He said, don't worry. You know, he has seen the future. <laughs> he said, don't worry. This will be a bestseller. Chair and table. Don't worry. It will become popular. <laughs> you know, I guess you, go, you don't watch films that way. So don't worry. I'm not being... What was the original work mandate? God, he created man to work with him in the world. God planted a garden and put Adam in it to cultivate it. Additionally, Adam and Eve were to subdue and rule over the garden. You know, some very interesting scripture. People said Adam named the animals. So you think, you think, you think a lion came in front of Adam and he said, Lion? No! He had to study the animal. He had to study the animal. He had to make notes. He had to understand the animal. And then he had to name it because don't forget, the name of the Lord is the character of the Lord. That's why you can say the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So when Adam was naming the animals, he was more than just calling it a lion. He was seeing its characteristic. He was seeing what was a bird had the ability to fly and to do this an eagle. Am I making sense? Of course, he didn't call it a bird and an eagle. I don't know what they called it in heaven at that particular time because I'm using English language. You got my point. But I'm saying the name had to contain something about the character, a bear. Now, let me just digress a little bit. It was because he was walking that he needed help. You don't need a husband doesn't need a wife until he's walking or something. What am I going to do when I get married? God will provide. Okay. Just push him aside. He's not ready. He has no assignment. You are wasting your time. You see, he's not going to change after you marry him. Okay. I'm guaranteeing you now. He won't change. I, I'm not. I mean, he can change, but that's with God and him. Not because of you. He will behave anyhow you want him to behave so that he can marry you. Let me get off that before I get into trouble. I'm not very good with marriage. I'm a marriage counselor. I don't do that. And uh, marriage, sorry, single marriage thing. I don't do that. What does the original work mandate mean? To cultivate means to foster growth and improve. I'm describing work to you. To cultivate means to foster growth and improve. You know, we, we, we go to work every day and we don't understand that our bottom line is to be better at what we do every day. To maintain means to preserve from failure or decline. To subdue means to exercise control and discipline. To rule means to administer. To take responsibility for. Work is a responsibility. In, nine, in the 15th century, the Reformation leaders believed that your occupation was part of your ministry to God. We are the ones who separated. Then they used to call themselves Smith, Baker. Smith and Baker were not names that they chose to call themselves. It was the names of their professions. A Smith was a, was a blacksmith. A Baker, come on now, was a Baker. Today, if we hear some of your names, we won't have any idea where to put you. Imagine him calling him Banker. Talker. People don't even know that there was a connection between the two. Now, this is my problem. How many hours do you spend in church? I have a graph, I'll show you in the first episode. How many hours do you spend in church? Two, three hours a week? Am I right? How many hours do you spend in that same week at work? Which one do you think God will put more emphasis on? You're a deacon. So what? Deacon, what? You know the funny thing? I think it was Bishop Oyedebo that said it. He said it's only a stupid fool that doesn't know where his domain ends. 
get to the American embassy, you see where your domain ends. Arrive in England with your entourage and let us see what they're going to do to them. They will deal with you one by one and ask you questions one by one. You will join the queue one by one. Except you pay for VIP, you will still join the queue there. You're only a king in this domain. I'm pastor here. The minute I walk out of here, they don't care who you are. And by the way, they don't even care whether you're Yoruba or Igbo. You are in Nigeria when you arrive with your passport. We are so, you know. <laughs> jobs should be acknowledged as ministers and workplaces should be considered as missionary fields. We've been preaching this since the earth began, but I don't know. We'll get there. Praise the Lord. However, this is where people have a problem. The fall of man depicted in Genesis chapter 3 generated a change in the nature of work. Man fell. And I was telling them in the first service that, no, I'm sorry, in the prayer meeting, I said, man had two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man, and he was told not to eat what? Tree of, am I right? What was he not supposed to eat? You don't know. He had two trees. Life and knowledge of good and evil. Which one did he choose? Man will always choose knowledge over life. So in response to Adam's sin, God pronounced several judgments. The most severe of which was death. However, labor and the results of labor are important in God's judgment. I want you to notice that. And so what happened? God cursed the ground and work became difficult. The word toil is used, implying challenge, difficulty, exhaustion, and struggle. Work in itself is still good, but man must expect that it will be accomplished by the sweat of his brow. And his results will not always be positive. So the resistance we are facing now is because of our sin not God. The ground was cursed for the sake of man. And that's why we toil. However, work is done not only to benefit the workers, but others also. Work is a gift from God, and people will be blessed. God equips people for work. Remember that guy who was a specialist? The Bible says an anointing came upon him. He could do embroidery. Now, you see, this is the problem. We always misunderstand anointing and work. We think anointing does the work. And I always tell people sometimes that if you take an engine, I don't know, maybe I should use Glory's car because I've been trying to get her to sell it. If you take Glory's car, and you bring it out here now and it's bringing out black smoke at the back she has to change the car and all that and then you say my goodness i mean we're going to pray over this car we're going to pour anointing oil we're going to buy super v whatever pour all the best oil in the world into the car it will still chug itself forward why because anointing doesn't do the work it is an enablement. However, a nice, good engine with the right oil will be unstoppable. But you want the oil to do the job. So you go and buy the most expensive oil and pour it on an engine that is knocked. They will come and meet you there two years' time, still praying over that engine. We don't like to work. We think the anointing, you know, pastors will say it's the anointing. You know, it's the anointing. It's the anointing. And go and look at those who have their... You know, you know the funny thing about it? When you look at people like Bishop Oyedeku and Pastor Iyeboye, they are one of the most hard-working people you will ever find in this country. But it's not usually found in their sermons. So you assume they are not working hard. They are just enjoying. I was responsible for his caravan, I've told you before. Expen those caravans cost 200, 300,000 US dollars. We put it on the campground for him to sleep in, to sit in, to be comfortable, to prepare for the, for the crusade he was going to do. The guy sat on one chair for three hours praying with his eyes closed. And when he finished, he walked out of the caravan onto the podium and went into his car after I finished preaching and went away. Three hours sitting on a chair. I thought he would be rolling on the bed and playing with the TV set and enjoying himself. He didn't do any of that. He didn't have the time. 
And some people are saying, ah, do you enjoy that private plane they say he has? You think he just sits inside and says, I have a private plane. Oh, I'm enjoying. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Plane, private. No, it's work. It's work related. It's work related. Saves them the time of waiting for scheduled flights. It saves them the time of, you know what I mean, of, of being delayed. It makes them go wherever they want to go. I, don't know, I think in addition to the plane, the man needs a helicopter. Not the naval type. So that he can move from city to city. You say, why? You make him more efficient. He arrives fresh. He can minister well. You can even go to more places because the two, three hours in between cities is gone. Uh, are you advocating that you get private plane? That's not the point. The point I'm saying is, is it work related? And apart from that, you will run your cost. Is it, compare how much he spends traveling in his normal whatever, put it side by side with the cost of maintaining the plane. If what he spends is lower on the plane, go for the plane. If it is higher, stay domestic. There are logical steps to taking decisions. That's the point I'm trying to make. You don't just take decisions out of that. For instance, some of you say, I don't want to buy a car uh, because I don't want people to think I'm rich. Well, how much are you spending on transportation every day? Have you calculated it? Have you calculated it? Have you compared it to how much you spend? Now, there are some parts of your calculation when you have your own car that you cannot put figures on. Comfort. Ease to walk into the car. Leaving when you want to leave. Arriving when you want to arrive. How do you quantify that? Uh-huh. The shoes you are replacing, the orcadas that have burnt your leg. There is a way of making those decisions. Am I making sense? It's not based on I don't want anybody to think. I don't want anybody to think. That's stupid. That is too weak. People, listen, it doesn't matter what they think. Have you ever heard the story of the Kete Kete story? The man on the donkey and the man without the donkey and the man, you know, you cannot win the way people think. It is the way you think that matters. You can never satisfy them. One group will say you are arrogant. One group will say you are stingy. One group will say you are, you don't, you are not even existing. Don't kill yourself without other people. It's your decision. based on your facts. Okay? Proverbs. He, yay, he who is slothful in his work is a brother to whom? Who is a great destroyer. Thank boy in church. Slotful, lazy, doesn't come to, to work on time, leave, doesn't do what is. I, I will explain it a little better in the second service. Go on, listen to us, listen to me. Check how many hours you spend doing productive work. Then now go and compare it to how many hours you spend at funerals, weddings. Go and compare it. You will see how unproductive we are in this country. Huh? Wedding, five hours including reception. Engagement, the day before, three hours, eight hours. The traveling to the wedding and all that, another 10 hours. He spent 24 hours. Go and calculate how much productive work he did in his office that week. He didn't do 10 hours. And he would say, bless me. And the Bible says, God is not mocked. Are you saying, listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying don't go for wedding. You see, this is my problem. When I started, when I was in embassy, I used to tell young people, don't spend money on wedding. And they all ran away from me for counseling. No, don't go and meet pastor. Pastor tell us not to do expensive wedding. Pastor, don't. So I changed my, my statement. I said, if you are spending one million on your wedding, show me one million in savings. Just balance it out for me. One lady told me one time to talk to her daughter who was drinking coke. And I was drinking Coke too, to stop drinking Coke. I said, how can I tell her to stop drinking Coke when I drink Coke? That's a hypocrite. But I found a way out. I said, well, for every bottle of Coke you drink, you have to sink seven bottles of Coke in water equivalent to neutralize the Coke you just drank. That's just to neutralize the one bottle of sugar you just drank. You need seven equivalent. After you said, drink all the Coke you want, just balance it out with water. You think she was discouraged? Of course she was. You know, my son, we, we have all, we have wheat bran at home. My wife, my wife even makes brown bread and we have wheat bread at home. We, we like wheat stuff, you know, healthy stuff and all that, sultanas and all that. My son, what's this? Yeah. What's this? Yeah. Got to school one day and they told him, how healthy 
wheat bran is, how it's going to make you stronger. And I came back home, he has eaten all our wheat. We can't even cope anymore. I used to buy bran flakes for myself. Now he wipes the thing out. He won't touch conflict because there's no wheat inside. There's no, you know, knowledge is a powerful thing. My son Adam, I brought some tapes back from, from England many years ago that disease, it was called diseases just don't happen. And the woman at the beginning of the tape, I'm going to use a Nigerian example, she said, headaches are not caused by the absence of Panadol. So why is it that when you have a headache, the first thing you do is take Panadol? As if headache was caused by the lack of Panadol. My son, Adam, at the age, very early age, had that. When he has a headache, he doesn't take drugs. He said, Daddy, I want to go and sleep. I'll be better in the morning. Knowledge is a powerful thing. Once you know the truth, the truth will make you free. That's the truth. You are a great destroyer. Oh, you are the brother. Same family. If anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and he is worse than, this one says unbeliever, the King James says infidel. That means terrorist. Those ones who are beginning to think they're going to have seven virgins in heaven. The problem is that they're going to hell and there are no virgins in hell. Sorry. away from a brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you receive. Uh, those who just show up in your office when you didn't invite them. Are you in the office? I'm coming. Oh, They will waste your time. Have you noticed something I've discovered about telephones? Somebody can be sitting in front of you and somebody will call and you will leave the person sitting in front of you and attend to the one on the phone. It's a distraction. I'm in Kano, I'm calling you in Ibadan. Somebody has come all the way in Ibadan to come and talk to you face to face and your phone is ringing. Who do you answer first? You know, I, I, there was, I, I, I share this. There was a comment, there was a program I was watching called Larry, Larry Crow. In, in his phone, in the professor's phone, professor's class, a phone was ringing. So the professor walked up to the guy who was having the phone. He picked up the phone and said, they call it smartphones, but only dumb people use it in my class. I usually say the other way around. That must be Jesus calling you. When you can walk out of a service to go and answer a phone call. It has to be Jesus calling. The day you stop this thing from controlling your life, there's hope for you. I know of women today who they are making love to their husband and the phone is ringing and they ah, yes, honey, I'm coming. It's become that bad. It's one of those with blackberries. But you have to live by example. Learn to... I don't put up my phone because of emergencies, because I'm a pastor and so on and so forth, but I know when to put it on silent. So that if you call me, I will respond when I see your, your missed calls. Oh, where's this? Yeah. For even when we were to, we gave this rule. If a man will not walk, he will not. You know how Christians relate, read this? They read it like if a man doesn't have a job, he should not eat. Did he say that? Ladies and gentlemen, what is the purpose of a job? Huh? Work, not salary. The purpose of a job is work. Most of you, the reason why you don't have a job is that you're not looking for work, you're looking for salary. You know, when I was in embassy many years, the three guys, I told you that they're, they're, they're alive today, thank God. But one girl among them. One of them is a good camera guy today. He does fantastic camera work. Came to me, pastor, this, this, they said, go and work for free. If you really want something. He went to Lagos, he went to the, sci to the um, science lab in Lagos to go and work with this guy, one of these professors that does TV productions. He would come in the morning, say, I want to work, I want to work here and all. I said, no, we don't have any. He said, no, I don't want salary. Huh? They said it's a lie. It's not possible. So they let him in. They tell it, he'll be coming every morning. Without, with his own money, going to work every morning. Ah. Then after about two or three weeks, they started putting money down. Okay, oh boy, you've been coming here since no salary. Take from their pocket, so take for transport next week. See you next week. After he did it for about three or four months, they sent him, sponsored him to Joss to go and train on movie making. 
Today he works. I used to work on tinsel. Because he was looking for work, not a job. As a girl too, she wanted to work in a bank. They won't take her. I said, oh yeah, go to Metropolitan. Go there. Tell them you are going to volunteer for free. Which bank manager won't take free work? And she began to see, began to show the internal workings of the bank. And she knew how to apply from inside the bank. And then when you write your CV, do you tell them whether you got salary or not? Ah, excuse me, I worked in Metropolitan Bank for one year. How much did they pay you? It's confidential. Are you planning to match it? What are you offering? I will check. <laughs> okay. But you are looking for a job, not work. Now, this is the, what God has guaranteed. If you work, you eat. So if you come here in the morning and you are cleaning up, you eat. It's guaranteed. Now, let's reverse it. You go to your office from Monday to Friday, you do no work. Now, you may, you may eat today because when you put off a fan, it keeps rolling for a few, uh, a few minutes after you put it off. Am I right? It doesn't stop. But one day, that day you didn't work will catch up with you. And now you are now broke and you'll be wondering why you are broke. Some other person who has been consistently working hard, all of a sudden, doors will start to open. He will begin to reap things and he'll begin to say, ah, you say, ah, what, where did he do all that? Such people we command and urge the Jesus to settle down and end the bread they eat. This is a New Testament. Although God's design for work was perverted by sin, God will one day restore work without the burdens that sin introduced. Now we have to deal with those burdens. That's what we do with every way. Until the day when new heavens and earth are set in place, the Christian attitude towards work should mirror that of Jesus. My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish what? His ministry. He called it work. Work is of no value except God is in it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not just talking about hard work. Success does not always follow hard work. Please, don't misunderstand me at all. But there is no success without productive work. There's a big difference. Big, huge, gigantic difference. What are we going to do about that? We continue to dodge hard our head in the sand. I told somebody that these PowerPoints take an average of 16 to 18 hours to do. And they were shocked. They were shocked. You, you have to first gather your thoughts, write them out, eliminate the ones you don't need to say. After you finish, you have to find appropriate pictures to match them. Then you have to go through, make sure that they run on the flow. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? And you do all that work and you present 16, 18, 24 hours work I don't mean I walk 24 hours at a stretch. I'm talking about physical input that goes into it. You present it in one hour. And people are saying, oh. No, 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 no. The person who didn't do preparation, you will see it too. It will show. I, I used to work for a, I used to have a teacher called Warren Graves in America. And I'll be showing this in second service. An American, Warren Graves, an architect. And he used to, he used to tell me something. He would send me to Ibarra to come and buy cabins for him. And I will rush to the nearest carving shop and I will, you know, get there and tell them that um, I want to buy a carving, you know, and I want to buy, I want to buy um, carvings. I will buy the nearest carving, pick it up, take it to him in Lagos. He will just laugh at when the carving arrives. He will say, son, let me show you. He will take the carving. He will show me. The man that carved fingernails on a, on a wooden sculpture, who put moustache, who put the rings of an ear, took time gave attention to details the other one that wants your money just does anything that you cannot give time to attention to details thoughts to putting something into you are not going to reap from because God is not mocked 
can't continue to go from day to day and not be productive and not work. You can't. Now, please, work also can include developing yourself. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was, there's a guy who I'm a member of his inner caucus and he, he wrote me and said, he thought I was an American and I'm not going to deny him that. He said to me, are you going to waste your tax dollars on Obama or are you going to waste it on developing yourself this year? Because the American government allows companies and individuals to take out of their profit and it's tax deductible to develop themselves. That's a government that thinks. Because they know that developing yourself gives you a better edge. So working can be studying. It can be innovation. Don't limit it to just I'm going to work, you know what I mean? You get to your office, you innovate. That's working. Someone say, what if they don't appreciate it? What if they do? You see, why do we spend our energy on the negative? I, I, we're, we're such a negative people. And the very first quarrel I had with my wife as a, as a young man, she would come home, she would make salad and complicated rice with live onions inside. And I would come back and I'd be picking out the onions like this. And I said, okay, no cooking for you until I get home. I said, no, you can't do that. You can't say I have said no until you've done it and I've said no. You can't assume that I'm going to say no. You can never live your life on the assumption of what somebody's going to do. You've got to live your life on what the person actually does. Ah, if I give him, he will reject it. Give him, let him reject it. Then you have a case. Don't sit there and be assuming most of us live like a Timbatraya. My brother, he's, he's in China right now. He's, a, he's a, an, um, what do you call it, an assistant counselor of, here in China. He was, he was in Pakistan. He was in some funny countries. I don't even know where they are. His assistant in his office is a Nigerian who is his messenger, is a Nigerian who has exactly the same university degree with him from Ife. Yeah, he's a lawyer from Ife, University of Ife. University of Ife in Ife, yeah. Not if in London, if you're here. So, so one day, I mean, he said, you went to Ife? He said, yeah. What did you study? Law. I'm a lawyer, so I went to Ife too. So why are you still doing the job of a master? Ah, people, they will never give you a chance. Have you tried? Stronghold in his mind. He says, I have, I says, I have no British degree. None. He didn't even do a master's. I don't have a British degree. I am an Ife graduate like you. I simply followed the process, did the work, took the exams, took my chances, and I made it. I'm here. And you are saying that they will not give you a chance. Who told you? Some other Nigeria. Final story. Ashimolowo told this one. In one school in America, they, they come into the classroom. End of year, they are six questions. Five are compulsory. If you attempt the sixth one, you get, a, get an additional point. If you get the sixth one, you're going to be given an A. However, nobody in the history of this school for the last 40 years has ever answered question six. So everybody that heard that announcement got on their thing and attempted five questions and submitted. One guy came from his, from his hostel late. Didn't hear them say that they have not answered the question for 40 years. He simply saw the question on the board and saw the instructions. And he went ahead. Not only did he attempt question six, he got the answer and submitted it. And the answer was obvious. But what stopped the other people was what they had heard before. Because faith comes by hearing, so does fear. Be careful, Jesus said, what you hear. Be careful how you hear. I don't know about you. Faith without corresponding action is dead. 
what you if you who believe something should work harder than somebody who doesn't I think it was last week he said what are you what it was he used what are you he was quoting Abraham's story what are you fully persuaded about that's what you work on If you know that your prosperity is coming from here and you have faith and God has pointed to you, you will work extremely hard on it. Why? Because that's where your faith is. Because faith without corresponding action. The King James will say, faith without works. But the only way you can show your faith is by your work. What about you? Your choice. We're coming to the close of the year doesn't matter how bad your attitude at work has been you can change it this morning and if you've never heard the truth about work, you heard it this morning stop running away from it there are no shortcuts there are no shortcuts you, you know I, I wish, Jesus, if you read most of you go and read Outliers the, the Beatles, were, they were stuck in Germany for about three months or six months I can't remember, a year, playing every night for six hours every night playing. They, f- they, they fused together as musicians. They understood themselves better. They began to be very good. Look at their success, phenomenal success. The work must be done first. Then you now begin to amplify. You see, he says, be fruitful. Am I making sense? Multiply. Distribute. And dominate. But if you take out fruitful, you think it doesn't cost a tree work to produce fruit? The only thing you can multiply is the fruit. But you don't even produce the fruit, but you want him to multiply. He can't multiply. Change your attitude this morning to work. There should be no day you don't work. Someone say, what about my day of rest? If you, if you walk, nobody will beg you to rest. <laughs> nobody will beg you. You know, people say, people say, ah, you don't fast in this church. When your child is sick, don't fast. The fasting is automatic. Am I right? All those are ceremonial fasts. When you have a crisis, the food... Oh. So you don't fast. No. When you walk, nobody will beg you to rest. The walk will make you rest. But you don't walk. So every day is rest. You know, I always watch all those movies. You know, I, well, I don't know if you watch those movies. Have you seen any of those actors go to work? In the movie? Except it's part of the plot. He has a beautiful house, beautiful car. He walks up to his boss and says, Ah, I hate you. I'm not going to work here anymore. I get fired. They don't show you the fact that he's going home to tell his wife there's no money for next month. Doesn't work. But what most of us are failing to understand that all those movies we spent three hours walking, watching was somebody else walking to eat. Now you are wasting your life away watching it or sitting in front of Facebook or being your friends, smile, hug of transacting business get to your office and use all the office stationery for yourself a day of reckoning father help us this morning you are a God who walks we believe in work we believe in work and if we didn't before now we believe now none of us will be idle Again, I will find work because the Bible says if I do not work, I do not eat. I'm going to eat every day this new year. And I'm going to eat well. Not only am I going to eat, I'm going to feed others. But I'm going to work. I am willing and ready to work. Ready to work. I will not run away from work anymore. But you can ask God this morning for work that you like. Work that is your passion. Work that is not really work if you think about it. 
You, I mean, you think what I'm doing now is work? Yeah, the preparation was work, but this one is easy. My goodness, delivering it is easy. I'm enjoying it. Because that's my passion. That's my calling. That's, my call, that's who I am. Wake me up at 2 o'clock. Pastor, can you share this? I will do it because that's my calling. It's not work anymore. And it reaps a lot of rewards. A lot of rewards. I bought a book for, of, Kenneth, of, of, of Maxwell for 1,000 naira and received over 100,000 honorarium on that book. And I'll be showing it to them in the place I'll go. This is the book I'm teaching you from. They won't buy it. No. How can they buy it? It's work. You have to buy it. You have to read it. You have to understand it. Uh-uh. Too much. Let Pastor come and explain it. And then let's give him 5,000 or 10,000. They don't have just ripped tenfold from that investment. I didn't do this PowerPoint. That's the name of the person who did it. Godquestions.org But to find it is work. When you will get to heaven, you'll be surprised that they use Google. When you arrive, they say, we don't know him. Google him. <laughs> and all your sins will just show up like that. So don't use Google here. Yeah. I'm surprised that they use Google heaven. They, 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 said, they said when Steve Jobs got to heaven, he gave God two tablets for his Ten Commandments. Two iPads. <laughs> With the Ten Commandments written on it. <laughs> you know, come on. Stop living in the, don't stop living in the past. The future is the future of people who work hard, who work productively. Now you say the country, everybody's going to talk about the country. Eh, the country doesn't reward. Ladies and gentlemen, it has become a global society. Put your skills up on LinkedIn. Put your skills up on your Facebook page. Put your profile. I promise you one day an international recruiter will be looking for you. Forget about Nigeria. Nigeria is too small for you. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why can't you think that's the limit of your word? Forget about Nigeria. I may not appreciate you. The Bible says in the, in the heroes of faith, it says this world was not worthy of them. This country is not worthy of a hard-working person. But you have to work here. Whether it is worthy or not, we work here. Because that's what we open. You know, I remember I, when I was in England, I would go to somewhere, they'd give me 700 pounds to preach, 750. I finished preaching, somebody gave me 1,000 pounds. Ah, the idea of relocating became so exciting. And we started looking at a parish in London. I mean, 1,000 pounds every week, 4,000 a month. I'm rich. I don't have to work again. The Lord woke me up one day. He said, Do you know why London is opening up? Why, Lord? Because of Ibadan. <laughs> he says, you take Ibadan out of the picture, London shuts down. As a matter of fact, says, the minute you move in, the doors will shut. It's the work you do here that opens the door. Yeah. Stop hoping that somebody said, if you are a lizard in Nigeria, will you become an alligator in, in America? <laughs> you're a lizard, you're a lizard, you're a lizard, you're a lizard. No big deal. Work hard. Build your CV. Develop your skills. Become somebody who has something that people are looking for. 